Welcome to the Ministry Mindset Podcast. The Ministry Mindset Podcast is designed to help people discover their God-given purpose and to learn to put that purpose into action. Well, welcome back, everybody, to the Ministry Mindset Podcast. Glad to have you here. I'm Tom Darling with the Ministry Mindset Program, and we also have Tony Smith with us again. Hey, Tom. Nice to have you here, Tony. Good to be here. Good. Now, hopefully everybody had a great holiday, and we're now back into 2023. For those of you that are keeping track of when this podcast is being recorded, uh, still glad to have you back. So we've spent some time going through a number of different phases of the Ministry Mindset Program, and so far, just to recap for everybody, we've talked about the Kazone experience, finding your purpose. We've also talked about finding your personality. And we've talked a little bit also the spiritual wellness wheel and talked about finding financial balance. That's true. And what do we want to talk about today is we want to, we want to revisit a little bit in the Kazone experience. We talked about, you know, Kazone is kind of that overlapping place of your past experiences, your core values and beliefs and your spiritual gifts. And one of the things we wanted to come back and talk about this time was spiritual gifts and kind of visit a little bit on this podcast about what is a spiritual gift and what does it mean to have a spiritual gift and how does the spiritual gift actually contribute to being able to find out your ministry mindset and in your purpose and putting that purpose into action like we've talked about all along right so what is a spiritual gift well a spiritual gift is something that god provides to a believer as part of his grace and the spirit, the word spiritual gift actually comes from the root word charis, which means grace. And the word spiritual gift, as we find it in the Bible is actually the Greek word charismata, which is like many or small attributes of grace. So a good way to describe that is a spiritual gift is grace that God gives to us to be able to share with others and what spiritual gifts do for the Christian is they provide us the ability to equip us with gifts that we need to be able to do ministry and serve Christ. Like Christ serves us ministers to us our charismatas as you know, Christ gives us charis or grace, the charismatas or the spiritual gifts that God gives us are to be shared with the body of Christ. And it all goes towards how the body of Christ functions in ministry. So I want to, I want to start Tony, if if you think this is okay, we're going to start with a little bit of scripture. What do you think about that? I think that's a great idea. So first verse I'm going to read here uh, comes out of first Corinthians 12, one through 11. Now about the gifts of the spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other, you were influenced and led astray to mute idols. Therefore, I want you to know that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus, be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Right? This, this verse sets up the, the premise that spiritual gifts are from the Spirit. It's one of the things that when we accept Christ and we receive his Holy Spirit, we are empowered with the ability to minister through the Holy Spirit. So in verse four, it says there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. 
There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing spirits or discernment of spirits. To another, speaking in different kind of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of those tongues. All of these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Now, what's interesting about this verse is when people talk about spiritual gifts, a lot of times the first thing that comes to mind when you hear spiritual gifts are these specific gifts mentioned here. Faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And I refer to those as the power gifts. And those were the gifts that the early church saw a lot of after the time of Jesus when the Holy Spirit came at Pentecost. And... Many times people believe that these are the spiritual gifts. And if you're not exhibiting these gifts, then you're really not exhibiting the power of the Holy Spirit. But one of the things I want to clarify here is this is just one passage. There's lots of passages in the word that speak about spiritual gifts. And while these are some of the most popular gifts, these are not the only spiritual gifts that God gives to the body. And these gifts have become more and more rare in modern days because the ministry and the work that's being done in the church is different than it was during the early church when Christ was on the scene right after Christ died and the spirit came down. Now, Tony, what's your experience with these particular gifts when in your time in the church and in growing up as a Christian? I've seen it over a period of time, especially with my background. I've seen a lot of different gifts that are in operation, uh, being involved for a while in what they call the full gospel, they really strive to have those gifts in operation. Now, both you and I realize that a lot of times people say what is really a gift is actually more of an emotional feeling that people right. are going through. Right. So you have to be really careful. The Spirit of God still does heal people today. There still are miracles that are happening. That's but right. it's done on a limited basis based upon God's moving of his Holy Spirit. Right. He wants to do it, it's going to happen, not because we decide that God's going to do it. Right. So what I've seen for me growing into maturity and into the Lord and understanding the gifts, I've seen a lot more of the gifts that are practical that we're going to be talking about in just a little bit. We're getting to see that there's uh, when we talk about prophecy, what does that really mean today? You right. Know, we're talking about a word of knowledge, uh, whereas we being evangelicals uh, have a, a very I think a pretty good grasp on, on what those are. So that's, that's what I'm seeing. Well, and I think it's important to clarify that, you know, many of you listening to this podcast may have all kinds of very different Christian backgrounds and that's depending true. on what church you came out of. And so we're not saying that these gifts are not still in operation today. It's important to know that there is no one gift that is better or higher than any other gift. That's true. 
you know, the gift of tongues is not the measure of the Holy Spirit's presence in a person's life. Now, some people might argue that with me, and I've had some dear brothers argue <laughs> that with me. Yep. But it is one of many different gifts. And, you know, we really wanted to talk about on this podcast today, you know, the kind of looking at the whole to really kind of help people understand how God is moving in the body of Christ. So I'm going to pick up with another verse here in Romans 12, six through eight. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy, prophecy according to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it's giving, then give generously. And if it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So, you know, we learn here that mercy and leadership and giving and encouragement or exhortation and teaching and faith are also gifts, not just prophecy. That's true. So in Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, Paul says, So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So once again, we have more here. We have apostleship. We have evangelism. We have pastoring and teaching, also spiritual gifts. When we think about this, there are really three different categories of gifts. As I mentioned before, uh, the first ones we talked about were what we call the power gifts. And those are the ones that a lot of people know things about. But then we have two other groups, the equipping gifts and service gifts. Uh, the equipping gifts, the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, teaching, pastoring, apostleship, evangelism, leadership, and encouraging or exhortation. And in the service gifts, we have helps, giving, mercy, intercession or prayer and administration. There are a lot of gifts, Tony, out there. It sure is. And each one of these gifts is designed in order to be something that gives the body of Christ the ability to minister and the ability to serve and the ability to not just preach the gospel, but also to disciple and to encourage and to lead and to maintain and manage the, the church and help people grow and basically to equip the saints for ministry mm -hmm. and to equip other people in becoming fully devoted followers of Christ. Do you remember, Tony, when you uh, first learned your gifts? By the way, there's a lot of different ways that somebody can discover their spiritual gifts. And there's been some really great assessments that have been put out there. Uh, there's one that we like to use in the ministry mindset program. It's the online spiritual gifts test. It's, it's actually called spiritualgiftstest.com is the website. And it has a really, really good set of questions and an assessment that really helps guide and kind of get a sense from from your answers like a personality test to kind of pinpoint some areas. Now, one, one qualification I want to make about spiritual gifts. If you're a brand new believer, you just accepted Christ last week and you're excited and you've been born again and you're ready to start preaching the gospel and sharing with other people. If you take a spiritual gifts test, 
the answers that you get are probably going to not be completely clear. And part of the reason for that is important with spiritual gifts is that it's hard to know what your spiritual gifts are if you've never participated in any kind of ministry work. And I'm not meaning paid professional work or anything like that, but operating as a believer with the Holy Spirit wanting to care for and minister to others. When we use the word minister, we're not talking about, as I said before, any kind of professional ministry, but whether that be giving or caring or showing mercy or serving or leading. Now, you know, there are people that do have the ability to teach. There are people that do have leadership skills. There are people that do have administrative skills. And what's so cool about God and the Holy Spirit is oftentimes God provides us with his spiritual gifts and aligns those spiritual gifts many times with some of the innate abilities that we have in our personality. And that's what's so beautiful about how much God cares for each one of us individually is everything is designed. The way that we are called, the way that we are inspired to, to minister to others, God is very intentional about that. When you say, when you agree, we're oh yeah, me? yeah. I, I, you know, you look here in Ephesians four, um, twelve. It says to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up the body of Christ. So, he's made it to where it's set to where we have that ability to build one another up, and those gifts are that's the reason why they're there. Right. And so, um, I, <laughs> I agree one hundred percent with you. <laughs> <laughs> And, and it's interesting too, because, you know, when, when someone, someone starts to serve in ministry, I mean, the ministry mindset's really designed to help people to really kind of explore the, at a deep level, what their purpose is so yeah. that they can really start kind of fashioning their life around whether that be in their work or a service in the church to really fashion their life and their lifestyle around ministering and serving Christ in all areas of their life. But oftentimes there's this thing that happens with in with the spiritual gifts realm that we see in professional in the professional world as well, where somebody has a certain may have a certain set of abilities or spiritual gifts, if you will, and another person looks at those and wishes they had those abilities or those gifts, right? We're a very competitive society and the church is not exempt from that competition. <laughs> Sometimes there's this sense that if you have a gift of teaching or a gift of preaching, uh, if you will, or a gift of pastoring or one of those more extroverted type of spiritual gifts, that they are more valuable and they're more important than some of the others like administration, giving or mercy or intercession. And that's why I said before, and I'll say it again, it's important to clarify that there is no spiritual gift that is more important than another. All of them are for the purpose of building the body of Christ. Yep. There's a really good verse that talks about being part of the body. So in first Corinthians 12, it starts just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. So it is with Christ. For we are all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, 
And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. This is the beginning of the importance of understanding the value of where all these gifts kind of balance out. And I love this verse, Tony, in verse 15. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body. It would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body. If not for that reason, it would not start being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has put the whole body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. This is such a powerful verse. Mm -hmm. and, and this is really kind of the foundational scriptural basis for the value of every part of the body, every member, every spiritual gift being equal, right? No spiritual gift is more important than another. And as we said before, you know, a lot of people do that. And that's just like part of human nature. You know, we look at people that, you know, preach on Sunday and we think, oh my gosh, that's the most important person in the church, right? <laughs> is, is the pastor who's up there at front. But, you know, the pastor teaches, but who, who interprets all that teaching during the week? How, how can that pastor even afford to get up there and preach if it weren't for people who were giving? All parts of the body are equally important. And when it comes to spiritual gifts, we have to make sure we don't fall into that trap of comparing ourselves to other people. True. Everybody has been gifted the way God has gifted them, just like everybody has a very unique and specific personality type that they were born with. Just like everybody has a very unique way that God has chosen to call them or to inspire them or to motivate them to go and serve. And then he prepares everything that you need to be able to go and do that. One of the things that when a lot of the folks we talk to and, and coach in the ministry mindset program, they all kind of say the same thing. They're like, you know, I know I want to do something. I know I want to do something better, or I feel like I need to do something more, but I don't know if I'm prepared. I don't know if I have what it takes to do that. And one thing that we have found often is when somebody feels motivated to do something, it's not uncommon for God to provide a, an ability or a gift, a spiritual gift, in order for them to be able to go do those things. And when we discover what those gifts are, it makes it so much easier to kind of design maybe what it is we should be doing. 
Mm-hmm. Right. This is why in the Kazone experience, we spend time talking about spiritual gifts because your spiritual gifts should help guide you towards where you should be spending your time in service, in ministry, when we're doing ministry for God. So, Tony, um, I know you took the test a while back and you've been doing ministry a long time through life. What are your spiritual gifts? Right off the top, I would say evangelism is probably one of my top ones. Then I have uh, the word of knowledge, pastoring, prophecy, uh, then teaching, exhortation. Okay. Are some of mine. And what's interesting about those gifts, it's so for a guy like me who does a lot of personality evaluations and we, and I teach a lot about this, I hear those and what we, we like to call a, a gift mix. Mm-hmm. What is the gift mix? You know, the mix of the gifts that, that you've seen, um, that God has used, that given you and you've seen when you do ministry and when you serve. And it's, it's really, really interesting that oftentimes we see word of knowledge with someone who also has a prophetic gift hmm. or someone who has a gift of exhortation or an encouragement. The word of knowledge is an interesting gift. It's one of those gifts that I, I like to describe. Have you, any of you ever met somebody that ever came to you and said, I have a word from the Lord. God told me to tell you something. <laughs> now, Tony's laughing. And the reason why he's laughing is because if you've been in the church for more than five minutes, you've heard somebody tell you this. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And what's really kind of sad about this is that 85 to 90% of that is oftentimes, and I know this is hard to hear, um, but oftentimes is somebody who wants to tell you something and, and believes that God wants to also tell you something. And so it's easy to say, God told me to come tell you that you need to wear more deodorant on Sunday (laughs) 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 or you need to raise your hands when you're singing in church because I don't think I don't raise your hands. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When you meet somebody who really has a word of knowledge and Tony, Tony, this is clearly a gift that I've seen uh, come through Tony. People that have the, have the gift of the word of knowledge are not the type of people that run around telling people what God has told them to say. And many times they're introverts. I, I, it's, it's interesting when we combine personality types and look at all these things kind of in the whole panoply of, of who we are, they're oftentimes very introverted and they don't speak very, very often. And when somebody with this gift comes to say something, usually what the way it comes out is I've been praying for you. And God has really put me on your heart. And there's something that I just feel I need to say. And they say something and then they walk away and that's it. And I know this has happened to me every single time that Tony has had something to say to me. It's usually something that I'm already prepared to hear. Hmm. And it's not something like, you know, you need to raise your hands at church on Sunday. (laughs) It's something like, you know, God told me that, that he's going to use this thing that you've been thinking about in a mighty way and you need to not be worried about it. Amen. And when somebody with the word of knowledge speaks, the person receiving that is compelled to hear it. Right. It never comes out as something awkward or critical or hard to deal with. It's almost encouraging. Yeah. It's going to edify them. Going to bring encouragement. Uh, It'll never bring condemnation. Never. Right. Maybe some conviction from the Holy spirit. 
But often, every time I see when God's moving in that operation in the, in the word of knowledge, it's to exhort somebody. Right. And that's what's so cool about it. When a spiritual gift gets used, when it's received, it has, it has godly power behind it. So my gifts, um, I've got a gift of teaching, spiritual gift of teaching, spiritual gift of exhortation, spiritual gift of leadership, um, and spiritual gift of the word of wisdom. Those four are ones, and they, and they align completely with my personality type, which is crazy. And it's not uncommon for someone with a gift of teaching to also have a gift of the word of wisdom because they're able not just to be able to divide the word of truth and to be able to teach, to inspire somebody, but also to be able to encapsulate content into meaningful wisdom for use. And when you pair that with the gift of exhortation, my teaching always is something that is a challenge for someone to move from point A to point B. That's probably the big thing about exhortation is it's this, it's an irresistible challenge of encouragement that helps people move from point A to point B. So for me personally, knowing that those are my spiritual gifts, seeing how God has actually used that in the body and then looking at my personality type and understanding that's, that's how my zone came to be. And so I know that no matter what I choose to do in ministry, it needs to be something related to teaching and encouraging and coaching. True. And when we know that God has spiritually equipped you with things to be able to do, that really helps you to focus on narrowing down what it is that we need to be doing when we're trying to figure out what we want to do. Part of this process with the ministry mindset is we want to develop a purpose statement and we want to understand our personality. We want to understand our spiritual gifts. We want to understand our strengths. And when we see all those kind of lined up, what's really, really valuable about all of that is understanding that there's going to be so much overlap when we look at those things. What happens is it's going to, it becomes painfully clear where you should be spending your time when you want to reach out, when you want to equip, when you want to serve. It just takes away the mystery of it all. I, I was telling Tony the other day, you know, I know somebody that's in their late seventies and they're still struggling trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. And they can't quite figure it out. And they're bouncing around from one thing to the next. And that's really sad too. It is right. I mean, you would think by that age and being a Christian for a long time that you'd learned something, right? But it's hard for people when we have so much noise out there kind of directing us and guiding us and things sound fun and things sound exciting. I, I will tell you right now, I there's there's some great things that, you know, sound really, really cool to do. You know, I used to I led worship for many years and and I really I'm a musician, so I really enjoy that. But I understand that I get a lot more joy and I have a lot more impact when I'm serving in those areas where I know God has gifted me. And that's why, you know, part of this process of being able to really take a big picture look at, at who we are and narrow that down and understand where the overlap is, helps us really, really to pinpoint on where we start to go. One of the things that we're, you know, that we do in the ministry mindset program, and we're going to talk about this in a future podcast is once we go through all these different steps, we actually build a ministry canvas where we take an entrepreneurial approach to identify a problem to solve and, and take a look at that problem and validate that problem. And then 
and then look at all of who we are in our purpose statement and our zone and really hone in on a way that we can help solve that problem in a meaningful way and then test it out in, you know, the Christian community or in our community to be able to make a difference. And that's how we develop our kind of our ministry, whatever that may be. So we just wanted to take, you know, a little bit of time to talk about spiritual gifts because, you know, there's not a lot of talk out there about it. There, there's, there's some good training out there, but it is vitally important to understand that we have to pair it with our personality. We pair it with who we are as a person, but understanding God really does care about each one of us and the role we're going to play in the body. Some people might be a foot. Some people might be an eye. And everybody wants to be a mouth, right? That's one thing I have found. We don't want to have a foot, you know, be miserable being a mouth. We want to have somebody be in the place where they know that they're called to be fully equipped to do it and then celebrate that. There's some incredible, incredibly gifted uh, administrators and people that work behind the scenes in the church. And the church would not function, run, or pay its bills if we didn't have these people doing this. And it's important to you know, qualify that God gifts those people to be able to effectively do that. It's true. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts, Tony? Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, tell them concerning about the ministry mindset about our spiritual wilderness wheel. When we talk about people that have spiritual gifts, we also have to understand that the spiritual wilderness wheel is made to where we function as a way that's going to be uh, balanced in our life. And if all you were doing was just going out and operating in one particular part of a gift, but you weren't doing the other aspects of your spiritual life, that's right. then you're going to be unbalanced. And the things that we're, we're teaching here at the Ministry Mindset is to get Christians to understand what that balance is. That spiritual wellness is so important because you're not really going to be able to operate at the maximum that God wants you to be if you don't have that balance. That's exactly right. And believe me, I know what it means to be unbalanced. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, right. And just like we said before, just just because you may you may have a word of wisdom or exhortation doesn't mean that if chairs need to be set up on Sunday that you say, oh, that's not my spiritual gift. Oh, that's great. Right? Great. It's like we, we all serve, and mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of thought out there as to whether or not your spiritual gifts are permanent or whether God changes them over time. And that's really not important for this discussion. What is important to know is, is that God can choose to give you whatever he gift that he needs to give you at any time. However, God does give you gifts and, and more often than not, those tend to be the gifts that stick with you through your life and they do align with your personality and who you are. Yep. And it just goes to show how much God cares about us, how much he knows us and how intentional he is for equipping us to do good work. That's excellent. I think really great point is that as far as serving sometimes. That means that we're going to be moving chairs around. That's right. In some churches, uh, they don't have a janitorial service. So guess what? That's right. Maybe you're going to be cleaning the bathrooms. Great. That's There's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing at all. We're just so thankful that you all came to join us today. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be talking to you again about strengths and 
getting to some of the other spiritual wellness pieces. And I just want to remind you, if you want to read a great book that really talks about all of this, it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn, but the <laughs> Ministry Mindset book um, that I wrote obviously is on Amazon. You can get your copy today, both in digital and print form. It's a good way to kind of walk you through all of these stages of what we do. And if you want to know more about how uh, we can help coach and and train and, and work through helping you to discover your ministry mindset, our contact information is in the details of the podcast. And you can go to our website, ministry-mindset.org, and all that information is there as well. So thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Until next time, we'll see you soon. See you later.